0: Good evening everybody, we are here with our Q&A, 148, December the 17th, another week to go before Christmas Day, Hmm. two weeks to go before the year ends, right? Yeah, 2022 will be over, 2023 will be here, but we thank you once again for all the questions from all around the world, nothing from India, Hmm. I think so. Nothing from India. India. Indians don't have questions because we have the answers. (laughs) Questions are from all around the Western world and the Middle East. But we thank you for all the questions. We are trusting God once again for the answers. So before that, we will pray. Father, this evening, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all these questions, all these children, your children who send these questions. Our brethren, Lord. Whom we have not seen, but one day, Mm. we know we will see. Amen. Not that we hope we know we will see one day. And we thank you for every one of them. This evening, here, I commit everyone into thy hands. And I bless them in your name. I pray all those who listen, you will speak to them. You will answer the queries. One question can answer many unanswered questions in their lives. Yes, Lord. You are able, Lord. Speak, Father, through us. Help us to be just vessels, Lord. And you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you. God. We come at this time into thy hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord.
1: Yes, Pastor. So there is a f- fantastic question. This is question number two. I think we should start with that. There are two kinds of human beings on the face of the earth. One is naturally born, the other is supernaturally born, called the born-again believer. But among the supernaturally born, there are also two kinds. One is a spiritual spiritual man and the other is a carnal man. The spiritual man is in leadership. That That man will lead the person to a fulfilling life. If the spiritual man is in leadership, that man will lead the person to a fulfilling life of God's purpose on this earth. What if the carnal man is allowed to leave? Then the fleshly desires will be visible and evident and fulfilled in the the person's life. Such a person may end up totally confused and dominated by devil on account of the surrender to carnal desires for a long period of time. When will God stop the carnal man?
0: The thing is that when we say, when will God stop, the thing is that uh, we need to always factor in the human will. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
0: The human will. Okay, Mm. like um, we have patterns both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the first king of Israel was a carnal man. Mm. It was the people's desire. And God gave into their desire. God is very democratic. If you want that, you can have it. (laughs) Okay. And Mm. then he told uh, the prophet, Samuel, don't grieve. They didn't reject you. They rejected me. Mm. You know? David, that's the kind of leader the people wanted. That a kind of people, the leader the people wanted. And he he gave them Saul. And you know, he led the nation down, terribly down. Okay? So then what you have is the next leader rising. And uh, you see the carnal man persecuting the spiritual man, David, all that. A lot of war, a lot of pain, a lot of bloodshed, all those things happened. Because of the conflict between the carnal man and the spiritual man, and the people did not know what stand to stake because they were ignorant mm. and ignorance is not an excuse yes. God says my people perish because of lack of knowledge in the new covenant you will see it uh, all kinds of things happening you will see a spiritual leadership in Corinth which is very carnal that can bring. Terrible damage yes, to that confusion yes, to that yes, church. It's a lot of fighting and all kind of things happening in that. They're full of gifts, but they're full of divisions. Then you see another kind of leadership in the church in Galatia. Yes, it's a different kind of carnality.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: It's a legalistic mind, yes, and you see the church has gone away from where they started. They've gone in another route. Yes, So you need to realize is that these are all fundamental issues uh, in leadership. leadership. And before we go into the church or a nation, we need to go to the person, the individual. Because we have this, that is what is a prophetic word God is speaking to Rebecca. There are two nations in your womb, Mm. nations in your womb. And that's the contention that is going on. And he says, But the elder shall serve the younger.
2: Mm.
0: So the elder is Esau. it's a carnal man. Mm. And the younger is Jacob. He also begins as a carnal man, but his desires are actually spiritual. Mm. So in us, what happens is, once you get saved, the fact of the matter is, there are two men inside. There are two men inside. Mm. There is a the carnal man, And there is a spiritual man, the old man and the young man. But let me tell you, the conflict actually happens, or it's more intense, is dependent upon two things. One, when were you born again? And two, before you were born again, uh, three things I primarily. One, when were you born again? What age? Two, before you were born again, how did you grow? How did you grow? And the third thing is after you're born again, what kind of a church did you go to? Why I say when you were born again is the earlier you get saved, the less of the world gets in.
3: The later
0: you get saved, the more of the world gets in. More of the world gets in. So the age of salvation really matters. Second, the environment you grew in. If you had a very uh, righteous upbringing, right. so let's let's say let's say you, you you are in a Hindu home or a Muslim home, and you are in a very conservative religious righteous upbringing. Okay. you are not saved, you had a very strict father mm. righteous upbringing, and therefore you were kept away from getting into all kind of trouble in the world, mm. and then you get saved early, you met a friend or whatever ways you got saved. And, you, and uh, you go through persecution. But that's a different thing altogether. And you get into a good church. So you will realize those people have a much better start in life, like Joseph. Much better start in life. Daniel and Shadrach Meshach did not come from ordinary homes. If they came from ordinary homes, you cannot take a stand like that. The very stand they take is a reflection of the home they came from. Home from. And the very fact that the others did not take a stand is a reflection of what home they came from. And unity, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, four among thousands, are a representative of the fallen times of Israel. Yes, like Jeremiah is the only one who is preaching, 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 preaching over there. But the thing is that when Jeremiah is preaching, what Jeremiah doesn't know is there are four young men hmm. who have not bent their knees to compromise. So that's how it happens. <laughs> so first we have to deal with with carnality and the thing is that this is where the teaching of the word of god comes this is where the teaching of the word of god comes so what happens is what happens to a nation when a carnal leader is in or or a church where a carnal leader is in in power. in power he will lead the people down into mm. carnality okay because he becomes what you call a people pleaser, mm. a people pleaser. But you have a spiritual man in that he loves the people and he will lay down his life for the people. But he's not a people pleaser that way. He's a pleaser of God. Mm. He may be popular in his congregation. He may not. There's no guarantees mm. because Paul, you know, his church loved him. You see Ephesus and all they loved him and they, took him. but towards the end. Of his time you will see the trend has changed you will see the churches have all become carnal that's why the Bible he says all of Asia has abandoned me now that's, that's one words but it's in scripture but he's writing it from his heart and he's in prison and he said nobody looked for me and only one guy came and such so you will see it can happen to any church It can happen to anybody Demas who is highly recommended by paul in the other letters towards the end he says dimas love the world and has forsaken me so the carnality came out okay so there is this flesh this carnality that we have to see there is a carnality which we consider in the in the flesh there's a carnality that is in the mind Mind. a carnal mind which is in enmity with god okay so these are situations which you face and you will realize. Uh, we are very fast, the world is moving very fast, is moving into the hands of the carnal, in the hands of the carnal man right now. And when the Antichrist comes, he will be the epitome of all the carnal man's desires. And he will be able to flatter them. Mm. Okay, so if you look at when God will stop the carnal man, it's when, if you want a simple one-line answer when Christ comes again. Then it will be given free reign because He's given us the free will. He doesn't intervene like that. But if people pray, okay, what happens is uh, if you turn with me to the book of Judges, you will see the book of Judges is a record of carnality. Mm. What happens, okay, what happens when carnality takes over? Okay, if you turn me to chapter 3 of Judges, okay? Okay, let's go to chapter 2. Did you get chapter 2? Okay, let's read from in verse 10 onwards. When all the generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor walk which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baal. So you will see that's an issue with leadership. When one righteous leadership is gone, another, there is no replacement. See, this is where succession is very, very important. Succession is very, very important. Like I said, Moses was good. Because he mentored Joshua. But Joshua was a great leader, but he failed in mentoring another group of leaders to take over. He did not. You will see, post Joshua Caleb era, there are no really strong leadership. Okay? Leadership matters, whether it's a nation, a church, or a home. Leadership matters. And if the leadership fails, the people will fail. The children of did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. They went into carnality, and let let's read further. What happens? Okay. They forsook the Lord God of their fathers and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. They bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Ashtarites, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them. And he sold them in the hands of their enemies all around, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Yes. Wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity, as the Lord had said, and the Lord had sworn. And they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Okay. Look again. It doesn't. Yet they would not listen to their judges. But they played the harlot with the other other gods, bowed down to them. They turned quickly from the way in which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do so. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. The Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. This is the way it happens. When you have a carnal leadership, you go down that way, God allows you to go that way. But God will wait until you groan and cry. Okay, that's what's happening in U.S. That's the only way you, a nation can come out. Ultimately, they see their children are going. See, to move parents, ultimately they see their children are lost. And that's the movement that is happening in in U.S. I'm not saying it will succeed or not, we do not know is primarily at the level of the mothers and the fathers who are fighting because they realize there's a system that is after their children. So they are groaning under a dispensation. They are groaning. under. So God uses different things. He will use economy, break the breadstaff. He will use oppressors, and you have very oppressive regimes in the world. And when you come to that, they will look around and say, they will start crying out to God. You have a carnal leadership, whether it is in that day or day. See, church today is not such a huge issue, because you can people just walk away from churches like that. You have many options. So we are not bringing the church primarily into here, because this is not in the new covenant age, where a city had only one church. And if that leader was carnal, then the city church was in trouble. Now we have every block you have churches. So if you actually are disturbed because the church is very carnal, you can always find a, uh, conservative, spiritual, online, all options are there. But you need to realize, there is a format in which God works. When will God stop? When you start crying out. The Bible says, God was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. But the same pattern in Egypt also. As long as there were pharaohs who knew Joseph, they were not interested about going to the promised land, though the promises were hanging. They were not bothered because prosperity is there, plenty is there. Who wants to go to the promised land? Then a Pharaoh mm-hmm. rose, who did not know chose, and then they started groaning then they but they were <coughs> they only basically wanted to escape what you call the oppression of the yes. Pharaoh. They did not want to leave the lifestyle of Egypt. Mm-hmm.
1: They like the lifestyle. Mm. They like the lifestyle.
0: Mm. So we need to realize, this is the same thing. Why did they revert back? And you will see some of the cases and all, like in the they this thing you will see. Okay. So they had peace for 40 years. And after that, the Yehud comes out and it says, the land had peace for 80 years. Then Shamhar comes. You no, know, the land had peace for 8 years. Okay. And then they had oppression for 14 years. It takes 14 years to cry out. 18 years to cry out. I can understand a season of peace, but you are oppressed, and the Philistines and Midianites are all plundering, and you are hiding in, and you still don't cry out to the Lord.
2: Stubborn. (laughs) Stubborn,
0: still don't. And the reason is because they hate the oppressors, but they love their carnality. They know if God Delivers, after that, what he will demand from them. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like um, that. True. No. Most people are only upset by the consequences of sin. They are not upset by sin. And as long as you are not upset by sin, what it does to God, what it does to you, what it does to others, three ways, sin works. What it does to God first, what it does to you and what it does to others. As long as you don't see it that way, deliverance will take time. Mm. But people are upset. Why? Because of the consequences of it. And uh, that is the problem with mankind and within the church, they like. So ultimately, when cardinal leadership arises, they will preach to people with itching ears. Itching ears. Okay, and they will heap up teachers according to their years and uh this is this is the issue this is the issue at a personal level, at a home level. Let me ask you this question: When did the prodigal son like the leadership of his father the the big pen, In the big pen. <laughs> that's when he appreciated his father. When his stomach was hitting his backbone, (laughs) he realized his father's leadership was good. Then he appreciated. What will it take for somebody to appreciate spiritual leadership? God alone knows. God alone knows. How will it come? When it will come? With a home, a church, a nation. God alone knows. But the thing is that cry out. God will take pity because the Bible says the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning. When Jesus saw the children of Israel, he had compassion because they were like sheep. Without Without a shepherd. shepherd. No leadership at all. It's not that they did not have leadership. It was an absolutely carnal leadership Mm. in Israel, which had compromised with the Gentile powers to obtain their status quo. The church and the state had become one or the Jewish religious system, and the state were together in cahoots. And the people were people without any. And when he comes into the temple, he says the temple had become a den of thieves. That's a height of carnality. height of carnality. And yet, there were people who were crying. Right? There's a Simeon. There's a Hannah. The Bible says Hannah was able to speak to those who were waiting for the consolation of Israel. No, so there are people waiting. No, there are people crying out, Lord have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. And God will hear their cry. He will either change the leadership or he will move them out, or he will put surround them. He has different ways of doing it. See, we cannot tell God what to do. Mm. You no, know? or rather how to do it. We cannot tell. Like when the plagues were coming raining upon Egypt. The time still had not come for God, for Israel to leave Egypt, but he protected them in Goshen. Mm.
2: He gave them a
0: safe haven in the land of judgment. Then he brought them into the wilderness, and there he provided them with the basics and protected them from all their enemies. Then another generation was led into the promised land, where he told them, be united, stick another word, and fight, you will win. So we can't tell him how to do it. Mm. But we can trust him. That if we cry out to him, he will protect us. But, we remember, this is new covenant, not old covenant. This is new covenant, old covenant. In the new covenant, he may demand to show our loyalty to the king and endure, rejoice during persecution. Be willing to lose everything for the sake of righteousness sake. That's why he says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake for theirs. So there is a persecution that can happen because of righteousness' sake when the state turns against you.
2: Did wow. you put it out right? Yeah.
0: Yes, I think. Well oh, yeah. But be very sure you will ultimately reach the peak of the carnal man. It is 666. Yeah. But even there, God says, I'm in control. Seven years you will get. That's it. Out of 6,000 years of human history, I'll give him seven years. That's it. Yeah. And then 777 will come.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <A complete laughs> and we blow the ever. tail out. With his coming alone, he will destroy it. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. Okay. And then, That's the end of the carnal man. Be very sure about this. There will be no carnal man in heaven. Our carnality, all carnal Christians, the carnality will be dealt by that. There will be only spiritual people, righteous spiritual people in heaven, no carnal people. But carnal man, believer, may enter into heaven as a child. Child. He'll be under guardians for maybe 5,000 years. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But Galatians 4, When the yeah Galatians. now I said heir as long as he is a child does not differ at all from a master though his master all. Mm-hmm. if you enter in as a child and if here God is not talking about child as in children mm-hmm. child as is somebody who has never overcome the only doctrine he knows is the doctrine of forgiveness mm-hmm. little children what do they know you yes, know yes. your father has yes, a yes. merciful father which is true is an extremely merciful papa sorry says, sorry honey. But when rapture comes or eternity begins, <laughs> he will say, yes, now son, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daddy, where is my crown? Sorry. <laughs> you stay under that one for the next 10,000 years. I don't know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by father. So the whole thing is I don't take it and run it into eternity because the Bible says after it is judgment. Mm. So I don't think you get a second chance in eternity. I don't know. I don't want to go over there and give you false hope or take your hope away. But that's none of my business. It's not covered in the Bible. So we will leave it alone and leave it to the wisdom of the Father. Mm. But if you're a carnal Christian and you die a carnal Christian, saved and carnal, you enter as a child. Because what is a child? A child is carnal. Mm. What do you mean by it? A child is
2: entirely
0: directed by its feelings, its emotions. It's a feeling-based human being. Totally feeling-based human being. That's a carnal Christian. He led by his or her feelings alone. It feels so good, so I will do it. But that's not faith. That's not spiritual. Yes, Master Vijay. this
1: is uh, a very interesting question on what we've been studying over the last several days. This is question number three, follow-up, I would say. Salvation and glory go together. Would you say the story of salvation is truly the story of glory? 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. The phrase obtaining glory versus receiving salvation. Please explain.
0: Yeah, 2 Timothy 2.10. Hmm. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So he's he's talking about his ministry. Why do you go through all that you go through? He says, you know, there are people out there called the elect. I don't know them, but they are called the elect. And I need to pass this message to them so that they may obtain salvation. Because you cannot believe unless you hear. And they cannot hear unless there is a preacher you cannot have a preacher unless somebody is sent Mm. and somebody is willing to go. So he says, I go. The love of Christ constrains me. So that you cannot be saved unless you hear. Mm. Because faith comes from hearing. So you have to hear one way or other. You have to hear. So that is the compelling force on Paul's life. The love of God for his lost children. That, That does not mean... Everybody will believe. Who has believed our report is what the prophet says, Isaiah says, and which is repeated in Hebrews. But you have to speak. Mm. The salvation, the gospel has to be preached mm. so that they may obtain salvation. They may believe, sins forgiven, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and they are saved, forgiveness from the remission of sins. After that, after that, God says, focus. You're running a race. Mm running a race. In running that race, at the end of it, Paul puts in so many different places, different ways. You're going to receive a crown. It's connected with glory. All that things are there. You're running for glory. You're running for a crown. It's an imperishable crown. You'll get power. You'll get authority. You'll reign with God. All kinds of things. And God himself in the book of Revelation talks about what we Those are rewards. Rewards, you have to fight for it. They are not free. Mm. Gifts are free. Rewards are not free. If you have to be rewarded, then you must have been diligently seeking Him. Mm. Mm. He is a rewarder of everybody. You no, know, those who diligently Diligent seek Him. Yes. So God is a rewarder. There mm. is a rewarder. So it is the glory is connected with the reward. Now we need to understand this. That the Bible says that when man was originally originally made, he was made with glory. He was yes. made in the image of God. Mm his likeness, so he was a glorious creature, he was a Crown glorious creature little less than the angels Crown he was with crowned with, with glory, glory. Mm. and when he sinned, what he lost was he lost that glory mm-hmm. but he hasn't lost his desire for glory mm. desire for glory no. and everything that you see in the world is connected and with glory. glory everything, that pursuit of glory mm. you'll try to come off lost itself by saying I'm pursuing excellence no you're perceiving glory. Mm-hmm. Perceiving glory. Okay, perceiving glory. And we, why do we have all these superstars and mega stars and why do we, why do people like idolize them? Because got to be the glory. Because in them you see your aspiration. Like mm-hmm. tomorrow is World Cup finals. It will be all messy, 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 messy. Okay, he's a good football player. But you're not actually appreciating his game. The glory. The glory. Mm. It is the glory. And that's what uh the devil promises. He understands the human nature. The kingdoms to, of the world and the glory thereof. Yes, mm. in Luke or Matthew, one no, of mm. which one? I don't know. Let me in see. Matthew 4. I think no. In Luke he says, yeah, Luke for 4-6. Mm. This is what he's, he's offering Jesus. All bow down and worship me. All this authority I will give you. And their glory. Mm. So there is power and glory. Power and glory. Okay. Now, we have three services almost at the same rank in civil services. It's called IAS. It's called IPS. And it is called IFS. Which has glory. IPS. Because of the uniform. Mm. Actually, the IAS guy has more power. But the IPS guy has glory. Okay, so you will see somebody who is scored very high, when he is going to choose, he will go for power or he will go for glory. Okay, this is how it goes. You need to understand, you know, we are security and all is a different thing. That's for normal people. People are after these things, <laughs> and the devil knows it. Mm. He cannot tempt us with us unless those desires were already in us. Mm. And God says there is glory, but He says it doesn't work the way the fallen man is working for. You have to obtain glory, and that glory is connected to the Christ in you. That is the that we saw in Colossians one twenty seven. The hope of my glory, the hope of my salvation, and the hope of my glory are two different things. Okay. Okay, he says, the mystery among them, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ultimately, it will be almost like this. When the saints stand before God, the your glory will be dependent upon how much did you grow to the fullness of Christ Jesus. Wow. That's why we are doing a series on love. Because if you want glory, you have to look at how you are going to be evaluated mm-hmm. for your exams. Mm-hmm. You need to know which are compulsory subjects. Mm-hmm. Compulsory subjects is love and faith. These are compulsory subjects. You will be examined for your faith. You will be examined to be perfect as your father is perfect in In heaven. Mm -hmm. And he is perfect in love. In Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse
2: 5. Okay. Examine yourselves. Mm -hmm. Examine yourself as the to the whether face. you are no. in the
0: faith. Yes. Test yourself. Do you not know yourself that Christ Jesus in you unless in it? So the examination of faith is Christ. Mm-hmm. Is Christ in you. The reason is, okay, there are two, two, listen carefully. All those who are online, listen carefully. There are two things. Why God does things and how God does things are important. A born again man. Why God does things is because God is a God of love. That's the reason he does everything. How God does he's things, righteous. he does everything in faith. Because faith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything he does in faith. The result of it is, is, of course, righteousness. The product of it is righteousness. But if you want to look at an act of God, an act, let's say the act of man, the creation of man, why did he create man? Because God creates man. Or his entire creation is because he's a God of love. Mm. But how did he create? He created it by faith. Mm. So now the new born again man who is born of God, has the nature of God in seed form, is asked to live like God. How does God live? He lives by love. Mm. Why does he do everything? Because he's a God of love. And how does he do everything? He does it by faith. Mm. So God will evaluate every born again child of his on these two grounds. Yeah. Love. And faith, Mm -hmm. because that's how he functions. Mm -hmm. So we major on faith. Yes, we have to major on faith, and you can do, I mean, when faith comes, it's an unbeatable structure, because that's how God functions. Okay? And God, that's why the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith, because if you have to please God, you have to do things His way. Mm -hmm. He says, I do everything by faith. Mm -hmm. Okay? In your case, He said, your faith comes from me. Have faith in God is what? Jesus says, have faith in God. Again, when you have faith in God, it's because you hear from God. You believe in what he has already spoken. First, you have to believe in what he has already spoken. We are not living in Abraham's time where there is no written word and they have to hear literally from God. We are living in a time where scripture has been given. We have all these other things, but the sure word of prophecy which has been given to us, the written word is there. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And that's how faith comes. And that's how God wants us to live. My judge shall live by faith. That's how we are called to live. Why? Because that's how God loves. Mm-hmm. So he says, my children have to live. But the other question is, why does God do all these things? The reason is, he does all these things because God is a God of love. Mm-hmm. So he says, I want you to be people who are loving. It's not enough you do a great act of faith. Why did you do it? Because you could do a great act of faith without love at all, but for vain glory. Mm. And when you don't receive that glory, you get upset, you get offended. Mm. But if you were doing with love, if you didn't if people did not accept your work, you are not offended. You're more broken for them because it was an act of God through and there. That's why he's telling Samuel, why are you upset? Mm. They didn't reject you. They rejected me. Mm. Yep. You're seeing that I failed mentoring. Solo. I said, don't take it personally. He said, it's got nothing to do with you. You should be more upset about what is happening to me. Not what is happening to you. What's happening to you. Mm. Okay, And that's where we look at. There is this why. There is this how. Then there is this what. What are you doing? Mm. Okay. The second thing connected with the life of a believer is, where are you doing it? Mm. Where? Go to Damascus. Go to the city where the where matters. You can do very lovingly the right thing in the wrong place. Mm. Wrong place. It may work, but God would say, I didn't ask you to do it there. Go wait in Cherith. Go to Zarephath. So suddenly where matters. This is all part Of functioning as a child of God. Functioning as a child of God. Because the thing is that if instead of going to Zarephath, he goes to Jericho and somebody recognizes him and gives him shelter and gives him food and eat for this thing. And... uh, God may still use him, because for the sake of the people, like when Moses hit the rock, water still came. But the problem is, there is a widow who has to be saved and her son. You are being sent to Zarephath, not for your sake alone. Yes, you will be fed, but there is a hope that is going to be delivered. Wow. So, because you did not listen, but you were preserved, you missed god's purpose at that point of time because you did not know where you were not bothered about where mm. so these things all matter. matter you need to realize as we grow you are not you are not losing your salvation you're going to be evaluated you're going to be evaluated you're being evaluated so you will be evaluated for all these things okay because some people could be having a great ministry in the wrong place. Because the word of God will not go white; <laughs> It will achieve its purpose. But the question is, when you stand before God and say, Lord, he says, but I didn't want you to be there. It's not yours. Because you didn't listen to me and you went over there and the ministry started. The person who was meant to be there, I had to take him to another place. But unlike you, he failed. Oh boy. He failed because you took his place. (laughs) He failed because you took his place. You succeeded because you had everything, but he was meant to succeed in this place. He was meant for this place, but he was not meant for that place. You know? It's very simple, like let's, let's use football as a as a illustration, you pick, take a person like Messi, you put him into any country's team, he will play well. But not all players. All players cannot play like oh, that. Exactly. Some players can only play with their team. <laughs> because they need that team to perform. But Messi is a professional. You put him into this club or that club, and he is able to play. So you see only few talents coming up every four years. <laughs> But others are stuck, you don't hear about them because that is the way they are. So you need to realize even in the in the in the in the world, it works that way. And God says, In my kingdom, you didn't ask me where. You didn't ask me where. Because these things all matter. These all things matter. Okay, hmm. And that's how it works. We go back to the question. Obtain glory versus receiving salvation. And obtaining glory. Okay. There are, there are many hurdles. Okay. And the best books for that is the letters to Timothy. Okay. He says, you are running. You go to second <coughs> Timothy. Powerful. <coughs> Always very powerful for to start off because this is his essence of his ministry. If you go to second Timothy and chapter two. And verse 3 onwards Okay You therefore must endure hardship As a good soldier of Jesus Christ He's giving a practical advice. You want to obtain glory First thing you will have to endure Hardship as a good soldier hmm. Because you know what You are on the right race Your father will start disciplining you a soldier who recruits into the army the next day morning boot camp begins, he's in the right place. Yeah. But if you want to finish his training, he will have to endure. He's not being punished.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He's being disciplined. Mm-hmm. He's being trained. Let's use that word. He's being trained. So endure hardship as a good soldier of wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. Second thing, be careful about your mind. No one encased in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Okay. So he says, like we are very close to a cantonment. Okay. You look at them and you know they and we do, they don't mix with us. We don't mix with. We would like to mix with them, but they won't mix with us. They don't want to get entangled with civilians. They come and they go back into their cantonment. Okay, they have everything they need within their cantonment. They are isolated from the civilian population. They are isolated. Deliberately, the military is isolated, not the police. The police is in the, in the, with the civil population. Mm -hmm. The military is isolated from the civil population because they need to realize your mind is with your officers. Mm -hmm. You obey what they say that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So they're all part of obtaining your glory. This mm. is a discipline, the training, if you go to verse 5. Mm. Also, if anyone competes in athletics, so he brings army over there, he brings discipline, he brings athletics. So he's brilliantly, the Spirit of God is able to speak through Paul. He's not crowned unless he competes. It's according to God. To God. He says, you need to know the rules of the game. You are in a race. You need to know the rules by which... You are to compete. You need to know exactly through the word how God. You don't have to worry about a salvation. Because salvation you did not purchase. It. it was given as a free gift. But once you are here, be sure these are the rules by which you. And then the next thing, the hardworking farmer must be first to be partaker of the, so he brings their hardworking. Farmers' work is hard, back breaking work, not today's mechanized farming. You're going back for hundreds, thousands of years. Hard working farmer must be first to partake of, not the lazy farmer. So he brings us all these things over in. Okay. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. All these things are important. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you go now. To another thing, obtaining glory, because everybody wants to obtain glory. Go to 2 Peter. The <laughs> <Very> rich <generous. laughs> Okay. Verse 5 onwards. Chapter 1, verse 5 onwards. Also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, watch it. So how did we get saved? How did you obtain salvation? Yes, yes. Through faith, which was a gift. God gave you the gift of faith. You believed. You have given the gift of salvation. You obtained your salvation. You got your salvation. You are saved. You are a born again new person. Now God says, be careful. If you want your glory, just rich entrance. Let's let's uh we'll come back there, but no, go to words uh ten and eleven. So we will know. Ten and eleven. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. How mm. will the entrance be supplied to you? abundantly Into the Meaning, so. If you are planning to watch tomorrow midnight, have a time or something, the World Cup finals, as they come through the hall into this stadium, watch. Messi enter and listen to the crowd. What is he entering into? He's entering into a rich entrance into the stadium with Mm -hmm. a 100,000 people in the stadium. Maybe I don't know how much a stadium can hold and all around Argentina world, everybody crying and shouting. The reason is that if you look at his game and you look at his talents, we have to say he earned it. (laughs) Right? He earned it. God says, this is nothing was telling somebody, you know what, when you look at it all, you need to remember this, this is nothing. I said, on that day, think the entire saved population is there, billions and billions of saints, and the roll call is being called, and it, he says, Apostle Paul, let him enter. Bah.
2: Mm-hmm. Can
0: That's...
2: you imagine what it will be
0: like? To Whole universe going crazy. Apostle Paul, because everybody knows this man is the reason for our salvation after Jesus Christ, even two thousand years later. And what he endured, and nobody will be jealous or envious of his glory. Everyone will say he deserves it. Of course, above all, it will be Jesus Christ. We are talking about the humans. Okay, so that is where we have to realize. And there's a story told about. Uh, president in a, in the American president, if I'm right, in old days, he was traveling by ship. Because those days you didn't have aircrafts and all ship and they were, the ship was coming into the port. And, uh, a missionary family who had been in the mission ground endured so much suffered They were also coming for their furlough after 10 or 15 years on the mission field. And the parents and the boy was there and they were going home. So when they were, the ship was reaching the harbor, the entire harbor was full of people and the naval band and everything, and then the kings, the trumpets blowing, everything, flags, the festoons, everything. And the boy asked, Dad, what is that about? And uh, he said, that's because the president is coming back home. He said, oh, all these people are there to receive the president. And the father told the son, yes. And he said, what about us? And he looked at the son and said, we haven't reached home yet. Yeah, father. Haven't reached home yet. Mm-hmm. Then you will reach, receive a different welcome mm-hmm. if you have endured. How you enter matters. How you enter matters. Okay. That's where the father, the master of the universe, the lord of the universe says, well done. A good and faithful servant. Enter. Okay, so that's how you obtain. So, it is, It is. people confuse between the, the salvation and glory. They're not the same. It's not like, I mean, it is so easy to understand in the natural world, but we overlook it in God's kingdom. Like, to get admission into a government school is very easy. You just need your paperwork, you'll get admission. But to get a rank in that school is not easy. Mm. It's not easy. There you have to go through the procedure. You will be tested over and over and over again. Okay, and that's what the Bible is talking about. It is not. If you go to Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians nine. Okay, again it talks. 20, it's all 20, through. 20, Apostle Twenty-five. Part, 5 yeah, nine, and, uh, 25 onwards, yeah 25 nine. Twenty-five 20 onwards. Twenty-five onwards. Everyone here. Yes. 24 onwards, 24 onwards actually. Mm-hmm. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the price. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Now that price is the glory. Okay? And everyone who competes for the price is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But be for an imperishable crown. Now you need to look at that. You're talking about the price. It is talking about the crown. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, when you, f- when you finish that, uh, let us say FIFA World Cup, let us say tomorrow France wins or Argentina wins, who wins, they get that cup. Do they get to take it home? It's, only, it's a rolling, a rolling cup. cup. Mm-hmm. The Messi can't take it home if of this thing believes. But he got the glory. Mm-hmm. So the the whole issue is not the, the cup. <laughs> it is not, is not the trap. Happened. It's not the Olympic medal you get. It is the glory That's attached exactly. to that. And because today we have modern day television cameras, everything when you're up on the podium holding your hand and singing, that is captured for. You, you will get the medal and hang on. The medal is only a symbol of the glory you received. Mm-hmm. Glory you received. And that's what it's talking about. Everyone who competes, okay. So there is a glory now, if you, if you turn now to the book of Daniel in chapter
2: 12. To in yeah.
0: Daniel 12, okay, where it again talks, <laughs> okay. Verse 2. Multitudes, those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. So the first thing is salvation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everlasting life, those who received the gift of salvation, and those who did not salvation. After that, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now three is glory. Mm-hmm. Two is salvation. salvation. Three is salvation. So those Mm -hmm. were wise in this age. They were very wise Mm -hmm. and they don't get entangled with the civilian affairs. They understood how the system was working. They kept their eyes like a flint towards Jesus. They knew what they were supposed to do. They knew the why. They knew the what. They knew the word. They were very wise in this age. Not all Christians. They were the wise Christians. So they were five foolish. There are five verses. These are the wise. How will they? They will shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So this is the glory that will never fade. The glory that was on Moses' face, he had to cover it. And after some time it faded. In eternity we will know everyone who is glorious. Because that glory will never fade. Some of them we may have to shield our eyes to look at them. (laughs) Because the glory will be too much. Because that's what the people said. Cover, cover, cover your face. We cannot look at you. So he had to cover his face because the glory of God was on his all over him. And this is nothing compared to what is coming. What is coming? So now it's it's a symbol of that glory. Okay. So we are running for something, and it is inbuilt in man, and that's why people run into this vain glory what the world is offering. Very vain glory, they run after all that, no? Okay, like I said, if the world, uh, felicitates you because of your extreme league, because you know, uh, Messi's did, didn't become a star just like that, yeah. I mean, he's good, he's good. I mean, he reminds me like of Maradon, only thing he's not built like marrow and height is kind of, he's maybe have a little more, but he's, you know, he's talented. But it's, it's just not talent. You need to have practice like crazy, crazy to be good, like think and eat. And so what he receives is because of his hard work. But anyone what he receives should not forget who he received it from. Hmm. That's the danger of stardom. The danger of stardom is that you don't, that's what God says, when you become rich, Mm. do not forget, I'm the power. power. Mm. I was the one who gave you the power, everything you need to realize, meaning whether it is a film star or a football star or a political star, if God had decided, he would have seen that, you don't, I mean, if God wants, Messi won't play tomorrow, he will die tonight. If you lose tomorrow, it is the mercy of God. (laughs)
2: It's
0: the mercy of God. That's the thing. God said, okay, you come home. So instead of Argentina going full zoom, there will be mourning in the field. Game cannot be cancelled. Messi died. Messi is alive. Why? Mercy of God. So that is where people need to realize in on earth when you receive all these things. Never forget. Never, never forget. It is God. Give God glory. Don't take it to yourself. On that day, God will glorify you. Wait for that day. Amen. Don't take glory now. People may pass it on. That's what happened to that Herod in the book of Acts. People That's said, true. God said, Really? <laughs> I will see you. I have a very special way where you will die without any glory. You will be eaten by worms oh. while you are living. So let us see how much glory you have. That's what happened in Nebuchadnezzar. After getting all the warning and everything, very godly counsel from Daniel, he says, my hand made all this. God says, really? Wow, your hand made all this? (laughs) How interesting. (laughs) I'll bring you to your senses. Because you are the greatest king of the greatest nation in human history, which is true. Exactly. That, That was the greatest king. I mean, in terms of glory. Okay. Gold. gold. okay, The head of gold. Mm. I will use you as an example for subsequent generation. How I will humble you. So when Jesus came, he showed us. He humbled himself. Took all his glory. Up, mm. Shed all his glory. Made himself of no reputation. Meaning, he mm. became of no glory. And then he allowed the Father to raise him. Mm. Okay, And if well, you hmm. see... What Paul has spoken about obtaining glory, the disciplines of it, and you look into Jesus' life, you will see everything, everything. over
2: there. Everything over there. It is there.
0: He endured. He didn't get into civilian affairs. Then people said, divide the property. He said, what's that got to do with me? I'm sticking to my father's purpose. Don't go to Jesus. very clear. Everything you will see is focused on it. Absolutely focus. You knew the where, you knew the when. Another thing is the when. Your time is always not mine. The why, the what, the where, the when. These things all matter. Sometimes you can do it before time or late. You need to know the when too. You'll be judged for it, the when. Because if you don't do something when you are supposed to told to do it, Somebody's blessing may be delayed. Somebody's deliverance may be delayed because you delayed. You delayed. And God may have to intervene and use somebody else, but when you come, that's why the Bible says, hold on, that somebody doesn't take away your, your crown. crown. <laughs> you're good, you're good, <laughs> said, but still be careful. It's not somebody takes away your salvation. No, this is your crown. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very because you are not competing for some small little thing or something. It is just not even glory you are competing for. You are competing for authority over nations for, forever. You know, that's why we will say, as has said many times, the toughest exam in the world is our civil services. Why? You know what an IS officer is? Mm. He is the one who actually rules. Absolutely. All these others, but you want something done. You have to go to the DC. principal something. secretary. Yeah, you could. Even <laughs> med- you want anything done in we are in medical. You want anything done? You don't go to the secretary. You have to go to the medical collector. Ultimately, he is the one. He is the one. He is the one who is governing. That's why it is called Indian administrative service. Okay. You look at the mess in America. How, who is the one? So, what is this deep state? These are unelected bureaucrats. They are there for 40 years, 30 years, 50 years. They control the system. You, the president, can't make an order. They may not move the paper. Paper doesn't move. What do you do? They may not do it. They control the whole thing. So you need to realize when you're going into heaven, what are you talking? About? When Jesus is ruling on earth for a thousand years from Jerusalem, who's ruling the earth on his behalf? The saints, the overcomers. The whole earth will be there, and he will be ruling. He'll be ruling from from Jerusalem, which will be his capital. But where are the saints with him? In all the nook and corner of this world, they will be ruling on his behalf. They will be. They will be representing the kingdom of. Jesus Christ, the King, in every area, like in India, every taluk, every village, every town, every city, will have the saints. And each saint's glory will differ. The one who is in the village and the one who is handling a city is not the same. It depends upon how they overcame. It's not the same. One who is over a state will not be the same. Even states are not the same in India. Who is the most powerful CM in India? Yogi Adityanath. Why? Because he brings 85 MPs into the parliament. UP is bigger than most European countries. So all CMs are CMs, but all CMs are not equal. Mm. All CMs are CMs, but they are not equal because the kind of power he wields with the center. And when you come to the center, there is the prime minister. Okay, so you need to realize that kind of a structure is going to be there. Mm. But only the difference is instead of unrighteous men, it is a righteous man who are going to, because hmm. the, right, the scepter of his kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. And that's what we are talking about glory. So we have obtaining salvation is one thing, but obtaining glory is something else. Obtaining salvation is by faith, you believe. Once you get in, you get into their training school. And that's where the whole thing matters, and people struggle. Because you come to a church like ours, it's a training school. They're training you for something big on earth and bigger in eternity. You don't get it, you will feel because there are plenty of others will say that's all the believe it. It is your church is like graduation, so you want to live in a school all your life. So many people have told Oh, pastor to come to your church is like coming to going to college because your sermons are too long. So what do you want? You always wanted to study in school in your education time. We never wanted to go to college. When Paul says, if he's the writer of Hebrews, leaving this, move on to perfection. You have to move on. You cannot move on to perfection without knowledge. The kingdom of God is a teaching place. Mm. You are taught the foundations how to handle your life and how to move on forward. Because why? We should not be held guilty of depriving of your, your crown. And a crown. You have to find your purpose and you have to be very sure why you are doing it, what are you are doing it, where you are doing it and when you are doing it.
2: Mm.
0: And at the end of it is the righteousness of God comes. Because faith has many, many facets. Mm. Faith is not only what you do, it's also where you do. Yeah? When you do. But God okay. says, only one thing matters, faith working through love. Then God will ask you, okay, your what is right, your when is right, your, your where is right, but your why is wrong. Paul says in the book of Galatians, there are many who preach out of envy. Bah. He doesn't say their preaching is wrong. Mm-hmm. They're preaching right. Mm-hmm. And I, he says, I don't care as long as Christ that's is glorified. But he says, their preaching is out of envy. Their why is wrong. so these things all we need to understand and these things matter because you know what once you are saved get your nose straight you need to know what you're running for and you need to know what are the hindrances to this race these things are there there's a carnal mind and there is it is not you don't have to look outside it is in you Hmm. The carnal man is there, the Esau is there, he knew, because Esau was the firstborn. That was the man who was born.
2: Yeah.
0: And then Jacob came. That is a new person, Israel. Yeah. Jacob came after, so the old man was there first, and the new man came. Okay, But the new man, the old man will fight the new man, but the new man also is struggling. The new man is going to overcome only once he has an encounter with God face to face. Jacob is going, to trouble, is going to struggle. He has all the right intentions and he's always fearful about Esau because he's always, Esau will, will define his movements because he's a very fearful character. And until Jacob encounters God face to face at Peniel, he will lose his fear. And he becomes Israel, prince with God and prince with man. Now he's an overcomer. Now he's ready. This is the history of a born-again person caught in Genesis. Caught in Genesis. That is when Jacob... After that, you see the next chapter, Jacob limping is running. But an encounter with God may may cause you to limp. You know why? Because he will break you. Where does he break you? Break you in yourself. You are very strong-willed. people are very strong willed Mm -hmm. believers are very strong willed they want the things of God but my My way way. God says not your way my way okay I will struggle with you for my blessings he says I will dislocate your hip bone boy you want my blessing you really want blessing you really want Mm -hmm. me to bless you I have blessed you all this This is all temporal carnal blessings now you are asking for something that is eternal do you want me to bless you yes Lord I am going to break your will Uh, now you will do what I want you to do But what happens is fear is gone. Fear is gone. He's no longer controlled by fear. Now he runs. And God is now moving for Jacob. After that, if you look, Jacob's children fail. Jacob doesn't fail. Even his failures are covered. You don't see Jacob failing. His children fail. You don't see Jacob failing. Yes, he thinks Joseph is dead and he is miserable. But Jacob won't die in depression. He will rise up and finish his course. And when he finishes, he's mm-hmm. so good, he's far ahead of you. You know why? Jacob can't fail because he has met God at Peniel, And every believer after salvation has to have an encounter with God. Or your salvation is like Paul with an encounter with God. Great. But otherwise, every child of God has to have an encounter mm-hmm. with God. and That is your Peniel, And you will be able to say, you know what, nothing is going to change me now. Oh, nothing is going to scare me now because I fit, met God, Face to face. I cannot fear anymore. Why? Cannot. No. These are fundamental truths. But these are all the pictures we have in the old covenant. This is why. This is where all written, Paul says, for our sake. Mm. So all the warnings in Corinthians, which is all written upon, upon whom the end of ages has come. Yet, Romans, he says, these are all written from which we get our strength and our confidence from scripture. Mm. Okay, when he's talking about he's talking about all old covenant pictures. Yeah. These are people. Yeah. Okay, because we are the only ones who understand what God was doing through these people. That's how it works. It's a battle, daily battle. You wake up in the morning, the battle begins. Yeah. That is if you wake up in the morning. First battle is to wake up in the morning. First battle, battle is waking up in the morning. Once you wake up, the battle begins. Which way are you going to go? Karna, spiritual, karna, spiritual, karna. And today it is so difficult compared to my days when we grew up. There was nothing. Today this is there. And in this everything is there. No? Bible is there. Messages are there. YouTube is there. News media all is there. Everything is there. And internet is there. So the battle begins. What are you
2: going to do? <laughs>
0: okay. Why? We are in those last days. So we will be tested. Every day is a test. But you have to look at the glory that is set before us. Jesus was looking at the joy that was set before us. We are looking not just at joy, but also glory. He was. He's not looking to glory. He was glorious. What more glory can you add to Jesus than what he had before? The glory that he is going to receive which he did not Mm. have before is the wife. Like you're a bachelor. I was, I, I can only use his example because I was at his wedding. I preached at his wedding. <laughs> he came looking glorious as a young man in his suit and all. But when the wedding was over, his glory was added because he had this Jasundin or Patasari or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. all that over there. So his added glory. <laughs> Did you see? That's exactly what a wedding is. On well, Revelation 21 is talking about the yeah. glory Jesus is going to receive. Yeah. You look at Revelation 21. Mm-hmm. Go to Revelation 21. Awesome. This is the glory he's going to a receive. pride which is it. Okay. Don't for a husband. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> then I saw a new, okay, look at verse. Hallelujah to the Lamb Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, a dormant. That's his glory he's going to receive. Mm. And the joy. Both are there. Mm. That's why we say at every wedding, when the girl comes in, all rise. Yeah. We yeah. don't say when the man comes. I mean, artists, we never say when the man comes. <laughs> Stand in line, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so in Revelation 21, it's a picture of a, the great wedding. Hallelujah. And God will say, all rise, my son's glory is coming. Okay. okay. Now, before we go to the next question, let us go I this refreshing. Okay. Go to 1st Corinthians chapter 11. 1st mm. Corinthians chapter mm.
2: Verse
0: 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover mm. his head, mm. since he is the image and mm. glory of God, but woman, woman is the glory of man. man. Mm. So who is, who is Jesus? We glory? are the glory of God. Who is the glory of Christ? The, the church is the bride is, a bride bride, is, is the, the glory, bride. glory of Christ. That is the glory he will receive, which he did not have. Mm-hmm. Okay? You need to understand that is the glory. And that's why women are asked to cover that. People don't understand. They will say, you know, head, hair, no. <laughs> it's, got to cl- it's got to do with It's got to do with it's got to do with glory. Okay. Woman is the glory of man, man is the glory of God. And in church only God should receive glory. So if man covers his head, he's covering God's glory. If woman exposes her head, which is good, but mm. she's showing man's glory in God's house. So only God should be glorified in his house. So he says, man, uncover, reveal God's glory. Woman, cover, don't show your husband's glory. When you go home, show your husband. You step out of the church, take it up and show your husband's glory. But in the church, only one person receives glory: God and God alone. So this is this picture over there: man with his head uncovered, showing God's glory; woman with the head covered, hiding her glory. So God receives the glory.
1: Actually, in the uh, I, I knew a few Jewish girls, Jewish women. Um, they have a uh, wig; they have their original hair inside, and they have a wig outside. And uh, the traditional of the Orthodox uh, Jewish, uh, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish girl is that. Mm. That wig is only for the outward people. Mm. Once she gets married, she takes, takes her wig and her wig shows, shows, shows her hair to the uh, Do you I mean, know? Amazing, do you is, know
0: how many godly, well-meaning Christian women will res- lose part of their glory and their rewards in heaven because they refuse to cover their head and mm. invent it with popular culture? Mm. They had, they did great works of faith, maybe. Uh-huh. But when you stand over there, this is by which God will judge you. Uh-huh. They will say about this one said, God said, what is written?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Did you ask me? Uh-huh. What is written? It was not just about headship, it was about glory. Verily, yeah, It's also about <laughs> it's also about glory. You revealed your glory every time you came into the house of God, you went to pray, you were in the worship team, and you revealed your glory. Okay, you revealed your glory. On the other hand, if a man covers, wears a hat and a cap and all, people do all kind of things and all. What the craziest stuff people do in church? And God says, I didn't ask you to do it, I asked you to reveal it. I don't hide. Your glory amen okay so there is outward truth inward, inward truth reality. is a lordship mm. okay you can have an outward woman can come very nicely covered and pray and all and doesn't listen to anything her husband says <laughs> at home so she had an outward through without an inward reality okay. all these things matter okay mm. you need to have an inward reality but that does not take the outward reality away okay you need to have both because if you, you if you need to understand something is there, if you have substance, you will have shadow. if you don't have shadow, that means you don't have substance only when you have the substance only when you have the substance you have the shadow, yeah okay, so in the sitting if you have an inward reality, it should also be seen because God sees the inward reality. Hmm. Man sees the outward reality. Mm-hmm. So you should not get it wrong what God told Samuel. Mm-hmm. God looks at the heart.
2: Yes. Man
0: looks at the outside. But when you are in church, when you are out in the world, you have two testimonies before God and mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. man. Both has to agree. Yes. Both has to agree. So it is not that David did not have a testimony before man. He had a testimony before man. Mm-hmm. But he had an inward reality that matched with with God. before God. He had both of these things. So you need to understand. If you see substance without shadow, it's a ghost. Ghosts don't show show shadow. It has only a spiritual reality. It doesn't have a material reality. That's why we don't see spirits. Why? Because they are not a witness to the material world. We are a witness to the material world and a witness to the spiritual world. Because even angels look down to learn wisdom from us. So we witness to both. So the Bible says in that same chapter, because of the angels, show show reverence, show submission, show lordship, don't reveal your glory, because rebellion did not begin here, it began there. And we are learning submission through the church. The angels, the fallen angels are being taught through the church, what is submission? What is headship? You are teaching them. Yes. And you are also telling them, Every any demon who sees that a man who is not under the headship of Christ, or a woman who is not under the will, has an open way. Yeah. They know, this one is open. I can handle mm-hmm. it. No problems. Because you know what? They are watching us 24-7. How do demonic attacks happen? Because they know whether there is a covering. Pastor Vijay, Last Sunday, when he preached, he talked about the first thing when you come to the inner place, there is a covering. And they know a man, oh, this man has no covering. He's never under the headship of
2: Christ. Mm.
0: This woman has no covering. She never listens to her father or husband. Has no covering. And
2: then realize
0: you know what happens when you don't have a covering? What happens is everything that you receive from the Word of God can be what we call it, open to polluted. polluted, polluted. And open to polluted. Yes. If the covering was not there in the holy place, the bread gets spoiled. And the light, the light spoiled. you don't even see the light. Yeah. See, these lights are all bright only because there is a covering. But if this had no roof and the sun was up, these lights will look like nothing. Absolutely. true. So, the actual light is gone. Mm-hmm. So, what has happened is, the holy things of God is polluted by the world because there is no covering. A lot of people who are out there in the ministry teaching are people who have no covering. And people take it and run with it. They have no covering because they refuse to come under the headship of Christ. Or if they are women, they refuse to come under the headship of their husbands. Or their pastors. Or oh, whatever, if you're a single woman, you see, if you need to realize. Anna was able to prophesy and show Jesus, because she never left the covering of the temple all her life. She stayed there under that covering. It didn't matter what that covering was, but she stayed in the covering. One line is written, she never left the, the temple. temple. She so, stayed under the mm. covering. So when the Lord comes as a 40-year-old bull, she's able to see, because she's a woman who's able to see. This is the Lord, because she's a woman who has looked under covering. Yeah. The man was outside. He was not inside. He's the man under covering. Of God, Therefore, God is able to show him also. Two people are shown a revelation of who the Son of God is. A man whose head is God and a woman who has stayed under the covering of man. They both are able to see Christ as who he is. These things are important. We don't take these things lightly. And this is not dependent upon your salvation. This is about your glory. What you are running for. If we don't teach these people because glory is inbuilt in us everybody wants glory everybody wants glory some people are so lazy therefore they want their glory but everybody wants you join a company you want somebody says best to this thing and put over there you set a picture and you send it to us why? you like it that's the way you were created everybody wants excellence everybody wants to be appreciated God says that is how I made you (laughs) you cannot run away from it
1: that's the reason why it says, in says who through patience, continuance and doing good, seek for glory, mm. seek for honor, seek for
0: immortality. Yes. And therefore, he gives them eternal life. Yes. Mm. That is how it happens. Mm. We have to seek these things. Mm. Okay, but God's way. Yes, uh, Pastor Vijay. Pastor,
1: there's another very uh, important question. I think on the same same lines. This is related to our relationship with our fellow believers. And question number four, Sam, uh Yeah. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, it says, uh, Do not forsake the assembly yeah. of Okay. God builds in quality for permanence to last. Would you agree? God begins with a revelation in the heart and follows up with more revelations. But He does not stop building there. He also brings relationships into our lives by which we will be built up further. We need to recognize the great role of the other children of God, God around us are destined to play in our lives and we need to value those relationships dearly. Being attached to GTC India and worldwide, I realize what it is to value the body of Christ. It is truly a spiritual family in cl- close relationship with other believers. Would you agree with me? You never disregard the people that God brings into
0: your life. Absolutely, it's not. There are two things which is important to it's a cross, right? Mm-hmm. Our relationship with God and our relationship with man, because we are not uh, islands floating in the sea. Mm-hmm. We're not. We are. We are called one body. Okay, The illustration God uses is one body, building, a building is of many, many parts, right? We are one body, and iron sharpeth iron, mm. iron sharpeth iron. You know? and that is where, if you go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, you know? Acts 2 and verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and the next thing is written is fellowship. Any church, even if they are our own church, if you miss, continuously miss fellowship, you will see you will not grow. You will not grow. Because fellowship is fundamental to growth. Mm -hmm. Fundamental to growth. You have to have fellowship. That is a doctrine. But how do you know the doctrine is? What is this doctrine? When you talk about doctrine, what is doctrine? Or let us say, what is doctrine for? Life. It is to live. Live Life. This is the doctrine of Christ, the Mm. doctrine of life. How you should live before God and and with God, how you should live before man and with man. Mm, That is what doctrine is. But how will you know if the doctrine is working in you or unless you go to the lab? Mm. You had a theory. This thing, you know, science, you get theories. Then how do you know this theory is wrong? Right. They take you to the lab. Mm-hmm. And in the lab you realize this theory works. Mm. Okay? So you heard a doctrine in the church. How do you know this doctrine works? The doctrine of love we are hearing. Okay? Love your whole law and the prophets hang on this thing. Love God with all your heart, all your might, all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So that is the whole thing. The doctrine as heard. Now, he says, the church is a family, love one another. And then we hear about different kinds of love and which love God is talking about. All this has to be there. But this is the love he's talking about and boundary. All these things are over there. Where do you find it? In the church. And hmm. the church, it's, it's your home, yes, but home is much more of a... What you call a, call a cohesive unit because you are born there and you grew over there. But the church is an experimental thing mm-hmm. because these are different people from different walks of people whom you did not know all have been brought mm-hmm. together, put under one roof with one principle. You are all of God. Now live together. Let Let's me see. see. And uh, boy, oh boy. the trial <laughs> begins. Mm-hmm. God says this is very, okay, and you will hurt each other. That's why the breaking of bread is put over there. What is that? If you judge yourself, then God does not have to judge you. But even if God judges you, so that you don't have to be condemned with the world. So there are three things, three judgments there. Best thing, judge yourself, forgive each other, have mercy, break bread, live together as a community, forgiving one another, constantly walking in love. If you don't do that, then God will judge you until you will cry out for forgiveness. Don't go there. Okay, but if one doesn't happen, two will happen. But then people who are not in one or two, what will happen is they are in the world, they will be condemned. That's also a judgment. Self-judgment, God-judgment, <laughs> condemnation. You choose what you want.
2: Okay.
0: That's what God is talking about. Okay. This is all part, part of, of it. This is all part of it. You cannot take fellowship mm-hmm. away. And fellowship in a way is not chit-chatting. Okay. Though that is part of it. If you don't talk, you wouldn't know one another. You know, it doesn't mean every, like I said, no, there are parts of body. This is one part of the body. But in this part, there are many parts. So there is a cohesiveness in this. Okay, in this. And there's a cohesive. So if you look at this, if you ask this, this is most close to this. Hmm. They're kind of similar. Okay? Stay. Yet the thing is that, You are a hand, I'm a hand, we are in love with one another, so leave my foot alone. No, I need my hand to put my laces on. My foot needs it, my hand goes to my foot. When my head needs it, my hand goes to the head. Live as a family. You may be closer to somebody in the body of Christ, that is fine. But that doesn't mean, therefore, you neglect all the others. I told you, that's one of my primary issues with mega churches. Unless they have very vibrant cell groups, if you are a mega church, you need to have very vibrant cell group. The cell group works uh as a family because you no know, you need to have a family within a family in a large church you need to have where you can relate and you grow up and you like what you call spur one another iron sharpening the good works of this thing okay you need to have that. otherwise a small church is good it's better you have a church of eighty ninety. Hundred people with fifty families or 100, 100. that's fine. But in that, everybody may not be connected to one another the same way. But everybody need to live in love. Everybody needs to be in love with one another. But you may be closer to somebody, which is which is natural. That's perfectly fine. Even Jesus had; he had three apostles who were very close to him. They were taken to certain places. The others were not. It doesn't mean he didn't love them, but he took them. He was closer to them. Okay, because that's how friendships are formed. Okay, because you have common, maybe these three were very zealous for Jesus. Peter, James, and John were the closest to him. He took them into many ways, Mount of Transfiguration. they saw, the others did not see. So he had different groups in 12. That's your prerogative. But that does not mean that he was unfriendly. Even Judas, when he came to betray him, he called him friend. Yep. So you was never unloving to anybody, but you have your right to choose your friends. Okay, you that's perfectly fine. That is okay, but you cannot say this is my friend and I am not friendly to you. God says that's not possible. Okay. You know, as I use as, as an example I just the my hand cannot choose to be unfriendly to any other part of my body. Cannot. Not even to into the hidden parts of not even to into my heart and my lungs and really mad at my you, you know what I'm gonna hit, you know, if I hurt myself.
2: Mm. Wow. I hurt myself. Okay. So so, so that funny. is where you
0: have to be careful. If you understood this function, like if that's what I, that's what this is a very powerful in the epistle of John, he says, you know, the difference between um Cain and Abel. Okay, when you hate your brother, because you say, love God with all your heart, primarily and functionally, see, God is not a father like me. I'm a human father with frailties, so, you know, uh, I have needs which I need the help of people to meet. God has no needs. Mm. God doesn't need anybody to meet you. Like when I go home, I have a child over there, not my own physical child, a spiritual child over there, she will put my uh, chapels at the door, she will come and wait there and put the chapels over there, okay? So, now, God doesn't need anybody to bring chapels, because He doesn't have chapels. So, in the earthly realm, you have needs, which has to be met. So, when God says, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, is primarily, I don't want to use that word, but I'm using the word, it's more <laughs> like negative. Like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. If you do this, nothing happens to me, but it will harm you to don't do this. thing and do this. If you do this, you add add nothing to me, but you can add to your profile. But primarily he says, the way you love me is that you love your brother. Hmm. So everything God is actually demanding is that if you love me, Hmm. do this to your brother. And he says, if you don't love like that, it means you don't love me. As much as you have done to least of these, my brother. Yes. You have done because God done. doesn't need anything from mm. me. Mm. So whatever God is asking from mm. me is for my brother's sake. Mm. And that is the entire epistle of John. Mm. Everything. If, and if we love God, we'll keep his commandments. And what is his commandment? love.
2: love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your okay. That is the way it is. That's where we have to. That's where fellowship comes. So when we are talking about fellowship, we talk about fellowship, oh, fellowship. Oh, we fellowship, fellowship was very good after church. Really, read further down mm-hmm. what fellowship was. Mm-hmm. It was 43. 43, 44 onwards, let us go. Interesting. interesting then we'll suddenly realize it's an interest. <laughs> Fear came upon every soul, many wonders, signs were done. Okay, that's ministry. Okay, now look, now all who believed were together <laughs> and had all things in common. Now wow. God is not saying you should not have private property. Mm. But he says don't hold your private property as if it is your private property. Yes. Okay. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Meaning there were many people who were rich, many people who were poor. But suddenly you are put in a situation where the church is starting. This is my idea of it. Okay, There were probably thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who had come for the Jewish festival. They have to attend mandatory from all around the world. They came. 3,000 got saved. The problem is where do you go back? Because there is no church anywhere. You are caught in a peculiar situation in human history. There is only one church in one place. One set of teachers, only there, nowhere else. Jerusalem. So you got saved, you got baptized. If you go back, you have nowhere to go back to. Mm. That's it. Mm. So you know what? Mm. Let us say among these 3000 people over there, a thousand people had come from outside Jerusalem or from other countries. What do they do? They have to stay back. If they're going to stay back, who's going to take care of them? These people. They opened up their homes. Mm. And they sold their property and said, stay with us. Stay with us. And they took care. That's how the church began. That's how the church began. So,
2: Hmm.
0: functionally speaking, God is saying, you can be a church in the 21st century. You can have your own private property. You're part of a church. But when you see somebody has a need, a genuine need, you know what? Help. Because you're one family. Family. That's exactly what we would do in our own flesh and blood family. Flesh and blood family. That's exactly what if it's a relatively close family, brothers, sisters, all this thing. One has an issue, immediately others pitch in. He'll come over and say, We are here to help you through it all. Okay. And God says, This is that's flesh and blood. This is one spirit, Mm -hmm. eternal family with one father. God has a father. So he says. This is where your doctrine is going to be tested. What is the doctrine? The doctrine of Christ. One body, one father, the whole family in heaven and earth gets his name. This is the mystery. It's how are you going to love? Me? How are you going to? And that is where our faith is tested. That is where our love is tested. Hmm. No, we are not fighting like Joshua, no brimstone falling, fighting Amalekai.
2: We are not doing any of that.
0: What is the furry? Fight for powers of darkness. Fight them for your sake, for your family's sake, the spiritual family's sake. Keep fighting. And remember you are one body. Now in our case, GTC worldwide, we are one body. So some of the battles we fight on a Monday morning or a Friday morning is for them. Mm. And the battles we fight in the evening on Zoom is for the body here. Mm. You may have no issues at all. What is happening to, to them may not be affecting you here at all, but you cannot forget it. It's because you're one body.
2: Mm.
0: Right? If you have a blood related, your own brother or sister or nephew or son or daughter in US, they don't write to you like somebody I texted, they said, are you okay? I haven't heard from you for two days. Did you lose your phone? No, 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 uncle, I'm fine. I'm okay, I'm getting well. Why? That is blood. That is blood, right? Didn't hear from you from two days. Are you okay? Okay. The same way God is saying, you are part of one body. You are Chirisi, part of one body. Somebody is going through something over there. You know what? He says, you fight here. Mm. You're not fighting flesh and blood, you're fighting for Mm -hmm. them. And you know what they're going through and God says, stand in, Mm -hmm. that is help you are, what the help you are giving, because their struggle is spiritual, you give them spiritual help. Mm -hmm. Where the struggle is physical, you give them physical help. That's what they are doing. Okay? That's, that's what the church is doing because it's a family. Like if one of my brothers is in dire straits, in another country and I have the resources and he tells me you know what I'm really bankrupt what would I try to do I would try to send him money I would try to send him physical help this is what they are doing so there is spiritual help we hope or there is physical help material help and that's part of work of it and that's what Bhim James says you know your brother is hungry and you say peace to you. He says, your faith has no work what are you talking about you have no love you have no faith <laughs> you know, says, and you have the capacity to do that you know Yes. So, everything, and also you don't encourage laziness. Yeah. Because yeah. the problem is, these are people who came in from the world and they look, and that's why you have to use discernment. Let your love, Philippians 1 9 says, look, Philippians 1, one 9. 9. Knowledge and discernment. Okay. I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and, and all and discernment. discernment. Yeah. Because it's a church. And when people see a church is very kind and loving, people will come. They will come in and they say, okay, this is a nice place to live. I don't have to do anything. They will always give me handouts. And God says, no, uh, you are not loving him. You are not loving that person. Because you are not helping him to grow. Helping him to grow. Because I am the one who said, if a man does not work, he should not eat. eat. He says, no, there are no lazy people in my kingdom. I hate you love what God loves. Said one of the things about love is that God loves me, that's how I got saved. Now the second question is, Do I love God? How do I love God? By loving what He loves and hating what He hates. So here is Jesus. He loves righteousness and He hates wickedness. If there is a brother in the church or a sister in the church who refuses to work, do anything and you're constantly feeding them and giving them money, are you loving them? No. You're not loving
2: them. Absolutely not. You are
0: actually sowing into their destruction. Oh. And maybe even eternal destruction, God says, Don't do that. Don't do that. Hmm. You're not helping them at all. Don't help them on the way to hell. Don't help them. Hmm. The way, real way of helping is tell them. Get up, do something. We'll all pitch together. Help you. In the meantime, if you're really, really searching for something and this thing will all help you. And while you are this thing, we will help you. But you have to work, mm. whatever it is. Whatever your hand can lay on, do something. Don't sit like that because the kingdom of God is not idle. Mm. It is not idle. Because the Father and the Savior have been working from the beginning until today. So work is part of kingdom culture. You have to. Because once, what happens is, if you go to Ephesians. Okay, we, you, they had all this, this, is, this. You have to read these letters as being... Written by her father to his children. Mm-hmm. This is how you need to live. Verse 28, 428.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So that is a fundamental principle of kingdom work. One, if I don't work one, I am stealing from somebody's labor.
2: Mm.
0: I'm stealing from, because you are still eating. So the question is, if you are not mentally and physically retarded, that's okay. You need to be taken care of. But if you are not, you are stealing because you are stealing from somebody's labor. Stealing from somebody's labor. One. Two. Because you are not working, you are not profiting anybody else. You are not a blessing to anybody else. One, you are a curse. Two, you are not a blessing. Because if you If you are working, and even if you brought only 5,000 or 10K in a month, one, you are not stealing. Second, after a month, you are able to bless somebody. But when you are not doing that, God says, you know what, you are not loving that person by helping him. That's why the simple thing is that the prodigal son, he asked for his inheritance, the father gave him. But the father did not help him after that. Did not help him at all, and he had to come to his senses and come back, because to help him is not loving him. No. It's not loving him. These are fundamental things which we need to understand. We are not helping people. We are not helping people, no. No? and these are things which happens within the body of Christ. No. So we have to, because you know, we have to use discernment. Okay, we we have to. That is why we always tell people. Go through the leadership because the leadership knows people. Because the people who do these things will always cut the leadership. Mm-hmm. They will never come to the leadership for help yes, yes, yes. because they know the leadership will through the leadership will ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Why? Can I help you? Let me call this person. Let me call that person. Let me try to get you. And they will say, no, no, I am trying. Okay, then there's something fishy out out here. Because we've been trying to help them and they don't want help. And then later you hear so many people are helping this person. And they say, Pastor, you know, I said, your problem. You made the bed lie on it. Did you ask me? (laughs) You lost your money? Learn the hard way. This is what the Bible says in the book of Acts. Whenever they sold, they went and distributed. No, they put it at the apostles' feet. The apostles had discernment that they knew whom to give and they knew whom not to take from. Yes, And in essence of error. It's not your money. You don't want your money. They knew whom to give and whom not to. This is what? Because this is spiritual leadership. Mm. This is spiritual leadership. Okay, This is not... Emotional leadership. This is spiritual leadership because they know they have spi- by by the usually by the very office which God has given. If you are a God called person, and God gives you office along with the office comes discernment.
2: Mm.
0: It's part of the office. Gives you discernment. That's we had a, a question about spiritual leadership and carnal leadership. Carnal leadership does not have discernment. You see, Saul could not see through that. David was the most loyal person in Islam. He had no discernment. He saw your friend as an enemy. Hmm. As an enemy. But David had discernment. He always had discernment. Because hmm. he was chosen by God. Saul was chosen by man. God anointed him. David was chosen by God and God. If you choose, if people choose a man, God can anoint him. But the choice was yours, wow. not God's. God can choose a man and anoint him and along with that comes the different things that comes with the office. It comes and one of the things you need is discernment because this is all part of the body of Christ. Mm. Okay. And that's, that's how it, that's how it, that's how it works. Mm. So you fellowship is important. The body of Christ is important. So you never disregard people. I mean, the people, God will also bring people into your lives. And you need to ask also this question, what is this person here in my life for? What am I trying to learn? God is trying to teach me. And sometimes that person may not be a nice person. Nice person. If you look at David, David's life was framed by his enemies. There are a few enemies in his life, but that is what brought the man of God in him. Because how you deal with your enemy is your ultimate thing. That's how true. To become perfect in love. In love. Yeah, exactly. It's with your enemies. And you look with all his right. enemies, <coughs> he was very kind. He was very kind. In his lifetime, he didn't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. Solomon, mm-hmm. because he was young, he said, be wise about these people. But he didn't touch anybody. Not even mm-hmm. Shemmai, he lay his hands upon him. But he had discernment. So you have to ask these questions. You know, ask these questions and use wisdom and discernment because fellowship is important in the body of Christ. Okay, Because if you hate I would, I would put it across this so strongly like if you hate your brother I'm talking within the context of a church, body of Christ, or if you hate I would say you are not saved. War. War. You cannot be saved. Very, very Serious question you need to ask. Because that means you can have misunderstanding this thing and all, but you cannot hate.
2: You cannot hate.
0: That is simply not possible within the kingdom of God. You can have misunderstanding and you decide, okay, okay but I don't hate you. I disagree with you. This is what your opinion about, I disagree with you. And we choose to disagree. And if you choose not a fellowship with me, I am okay with Mm. it. But I have nothing against you. I will not hate you.
2: Mm.
0: And I will not betray you. I will not. Because hatred goes into betrayal. goes into betrayal. Mm. When that happens, the enemy has gotten, has taken you captive to do his will. You have to be very, very careful about these things. Because the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love, hmm. and love is always manifested that you walk in the light, and there is true fellowship, genuine fellowship, and these things matter. And it's, all, it's only not saying all the nice things. No, genuine fellowship means you will say tough things, hard things. You should be willing to take both of it. You know, consider the goodness and the and severity. severity of God. See, in the same way, if you have a father. He'll be good to you. He'll be severe to you also. And you have to take it. It all comes under officers, leadership. They will be both. They can't be severe only. Then it is terrible. He becomes a tyrant. He can't be good only. Then he's a liberal. He just, he's a people pleaser. He's just tolerant. No, you can't. You have to balance it both. You're good and you're severe. And you're handling it so carefully that you're trying to save the patient and not be successful. It's like, how was, how, was, how was the surgery? Operation successful, patient died. <laughs> no, that's not the business of the church. Mm. You're trying to save the patient. <laughs> okay, save the patient. The whole idea is through it all. That's where I said, why you do it matters. Mm. Why? It's very important about Jesus, about God. God disciplines his children. But before that, he says, whom he loves.
2: He loves, he children. yeah. Why does he discipline?
0: Because he loves. Mm. You know whom? Why not his children? He doesn't discipline. He waits until they become his mm-hmm. children. If they don't become his children. He let them go their way. Wow. Let them go their way. Mm. Okay. And sometimes his own children, whom he disciplines, who doesn't listen, he allows them to go their way. That is part of the discipline. Until you hit the big one, and then you grab good. I told you. <laughs> did I tell? <laughs> we allow our to do Don't touch the candle. Don't touch the candle. Don't touch the candle. Don't come And then one day you go, touch it candle. Great. I saw you going. I said, letting it get burned. You learn this lesson well. And you're taking this. Oh, everything and do it. Do you want the oh, candle? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> you learned it. I was watching. No? I was watching. I thought better you touch the candle when I'm watching you. Then you touch it when I am not pa. there and burn the whole house up. Ja so bade. you learn a lesson. Ja you see, God's eyes are never no, off, his off his children. Hospital all hospital all hospital. the way to the pig pen, his eyes was there mm.
2: on the morning. You're forever engraved. Well, You're forever i God of either, <laughs> either neither
0: is. sleeps nor slumbers. <laughs> I am watching you. I am watching oh you. Just because I didn't stop you didn't mean I didn't watch, watch you. you. I was telling David. Just because I didn't stop you didn't wasn't watching you was watching over you because I had to teach you a hard lesson. Very hard lesson. Do yes. you learn the lesson? <laughs> yes. It's a reminder. Every year you will have a reminder. Yes, the sword <laughs> shall not <certainly laughs> depart from your family. Right? Oh, you have a reminder. Every five, six years I'll give you a reminder that you don't forget that lesson. This one will die. That one will die. First death is the newborn baby will die. Then one by one every five years I'll give a that lesson. Okay, so that you never forget this thing. Hmm. <laughs> it's all done in love Amen. because you need, he is the only one who can do it because he's absolutely yes. in control. We can't do these things. So we have to be very careful. We don't play God. He can't do these things. Okay, he can do it yes. he neither sleeps nor slumbers. He knows everything. He watches everything and above all, he's able to do it. Because unlike us, he has seen the end from the beginning. Mm. See, with parents, for us, the issue is that when we are disciplining a child, we don't know what the end is. We don't know if I discipline this child this way, will it turn out that way, if I discipline this way. Yes, we have the assurance of the word of God, but we are dealing with the will of another. Mm, exactly. Ultimately, yes, See, is. This mm. is the thing which we need to understand. Mm. People will say, if I have to follow all the principles of the word of God, yes, it will work for whom? For you. Mm. <laughs> it will work for you. Mm. There is no guarantee it will work for your child, because another will is involved. You don't know what all other influences are on that child. Mm? Train up the way the child should go. He will not depart from it. Mm. Are you sure? Under ideal conditions. Under ideal conditions. Okay. So... Who is the only one who can train up a child the way he should? It's only God. God. <laughs> you can be very sure of You will not that. depart. All God's children in heaven will never <laughs> depart from his way. So they would have been trained very well already. Praise God. <laughs> so there are these things. There are always riders to all these hmm. things because when it is connected with another person's so will, another person's will is concerned okay so this is where you need to understand in so many things you bring in faith in you need to understand when two of you agree on anything on earth mm. shall be done in okay. okay so if I'm disciplining my son he has to agree with my discipline then it will be done in heaven mm. otherwise it's not going to work mm. I discipline he doesn't agree he keeps his mouth shut there's no agreement in his heart to my discipline it's not going to come to pass boy mm. it has to be agreement has to be agreement. Mm. This is where you need to understand. God can discipline his children. But when He's disciplining his children, you need to agree with his discipline. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. Mm. You will suffer. You will suffer. You will go through pain. It may be prolonged. But if you don't agree with his discipline, it's like the little boy. You know, he was naughty. The parents said, uh, sit down. He wouldn't sit down. So they finally made him, forcibly made him sit down and he said, I'm sitting down, but inside I'm standing up. Why? <laughs> <laughs> inside I'm standing up. So, is there any agreement with the discipline? No. no. no agreement. <laughs> so, so this this free will, will, the of course there's limitations to free will. You can't do whatever you want. God is in control. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you need to realize, free will is a good thing and a terrible thing. Good thing if you align with God's discipline. Terrible thing if you go against Him. For yourself, not for God. Like I said, God is an autonomous being. Nothing affects Him. Of course, He gets hurt because He loves. But I don't even think His hurt is like our... Like you get hurt and you have sleepless night. Oh, He doesn't sleep anyway. He doesn't get depressed. He doesn't get discouraged. He doesn't get a headache. He doesn't, his BP doesn't go up. So his hurt and our hurt are not the same because he is God. So I'm not adding anything to him. I'm only hurting myself. Hmm. I'm not subtracting anything from him. I only hurt myself. This is a simple thing which we need to understand. So when God says, do this, he said that it may go well with you. He says, do this. So, like, when we discipline, okay, when we discipline, it is so that we, it may go well with us. Like, I remember, like, my dad also used to nap in the afternoon, like one hour. And we knew when he was napping, it, we tiptoed. Tiptoed. Now, that discipline was so it would go well with him. Now, if we made a noise, it didn't go well with us. <laughs> but it was for him. But when God says, all oh, do all these things, it is not that it would go well with Him. It is so that it would go well with us. That is where we have to fundamentally understand. When God is saying something, it is for our sake. It is not for His sake. Nothing can touch Him. It is only one Creator. rest is creation. If we understand that, we will understand. You know what God is saying? Everything that he is saying is
2: for oh my good. He
0: says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the best. The fat of the land. So it will go good, well with you. <clears throat> okay. That is a loving God. The goodness of God, but it is a severe God too. And he will discipline us not just because it will not go well with mm. me. it will I will harm myself, but also in the same process, I will harm somebody else. Okay, when you are in the in the in the hospital and you are on IV and you are you are mentally not very stable, do you know what they do? They tie your hands so that you don't pull the tubes off. Yeah. Why do they tie your hands? How can you be so cruel? No, you will hurt yourself. So you hurt yourself. So you have padded cells so that you don't kill yourself. Mm. When you get in, you're going into isolation and they, what do they take? They take your belt off, they take your shoelaces off, everything off. They give you prison uniform. Why? So that you don't kill yourself. You don't harm yourself. Mm. And sometimes you don't harm yourself, but you are a very dangerous. So what do they, they put you in isolation so that you don't harm others. others. Yes. Harm others. Now you will not kill yourself, but you may kill somebody else. Okay? So, so many things God will do. God will do it, so that you don't harm yourself. Second level, you don't harm others. Mm. Okay, so we need to understand how God works. This is all part of it. This all comes in the fellowship within the church. It all comes within the okay. church, how God handles. Without fellowship, I'm telling you, you will not grow. Mm-hmm. Go to that portion in Hebrews nine and see what it says.
1: Hebrews chapter ten, verses twenty four to twenty five.
0: Mm. Okay. Let us consider one another. Let us consider one another in order to stir up what love and good works. So that is the works of faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you have love, faith working through love, you have to have fellowship. You have to consider one another, not forsaking the assembling of ours together, mm-hmm. as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you say the day the approaching.
2: Why did it say that
0: the day approaching? Because the day approaches with certain signs. Wars, earthquakes, pestilences, love of many will grow cold. When the intensity of this is happening, your love has to have more works. Don't isolate yourself, this And don't insulate yourself from the suffering of others. Don't do either of it. Be part of the suffering of others. Because the worst thing that can happen to you is to be an isolated or an insolated. Isolated is, I don't want to know about anybody. Insulated is I know, about everybody's problem. I am not bothered. Leave me alone. <laughs> there are two kinds of Christians in a church. One, they are isolated. They don't know anybody. What anybody is going through. Another group is there. They know what people are going through. The church is going through. But they said, you know what? Don't. I don't want to know. I am not going to get involved in it. And God says, you cannot be. You know what? The day is approaching. The day is the day of judgment, and you will be the isolated, and the insulated will be judged. Because the kingdom of God does not work that way. God did not isolate himself from the suffering of humanity, nor did he insulate himself into the suffering of humanity. The Bible says he became man and became part of our sufferings yeah. to deliver us from our misery. Yeah. And he says, that's who you are. That's who you are. Get this pictures very, 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 very clearly. And once you get this core in, you know what? our life will start changing. Because you know what? In the end of the day, in spite of everything you may be going through, you will have peace and joy. Because that's the kingdom of God. Because you are actually, actively part of His kingdom. His love is flowing through you in works. And the result of it is, you are bringing forth the righteousness of God. Once you bring forth the righteousness of God, what God gives to you is supernaturally a peace in the midst of your storm and you have joy. Yeah. Otherwise, you can take the book of Philippians out yeah. because in the book of Philippians, he's lying in prison and he tells us, rejoice, rejoice in the, the Lord. Lord. That means he's rejoicing and he says, the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ. Jesus. That means his heart is guarded. In. Yeah. And his entire letter, he's not focusing on himself. He an excerpt for this change. It's all about others. He's still giving from prison. And that letter which he gave from prison is one of his greatest letters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Think about what he gave from prison to the church. He's still giving in the church. And if you go by the other letters, nobody's visiting him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's caring for him. He doesn't bother him. Just because somebody doesn't love you does not mean you cannot love others. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's on you. Okay. That's why his... See, Paul's epistles were not just epistles. (laughs) Those epistles were his life. Mm. Epistles were life. So those two words, remember, we are not an insulated Christian, we are not an isolated Christian. Mm. We are not. We are a totally involved Christian in God's work. Whatever, whatever he wants us to do. But we are rooted in the body of Christ. That's where all the families have to be careful about. Because if you isolate yourself, you will isolate your children. If you insulate yourself, you will insulate, insulate your child. children. One thing about our children, Allah, we
2: as parents, we are
0: very, very glad is that whatever their struggles will be is that they are extremely They're giving children. children. They are loving, giving children. They have no issues. Mm. No issues with, none of the five have issues with that tell them, they have no issue. they will give tell them when LHL was there tell anyone of them, go to LHL, take another children, and will
2: automatically go, they will all go they have no issues with that
0: see the parents taking care, they take care of it. they have no issues, they are never insulated or isolated that way, so that way that was fine, they may have other issues but you don't isolate them, you don't insulate them, mm-hmm. and again if you keep them away from church, I'm telling you the price you will pay is to get them saved mm-hmm. Because they will realize, okay, you're saying, salvation, Jesus, church. But we never saw you going to church. You were never interested in church. These are important. Because when you're talking about salvation, you need to realize, once you get saved, what happens to you? (laughs) You're born again into a family of God. But daddy, you were never interested in the body of family of God. Now you're telling me, you know, there's problems. There are problems. These are things which we need to understand. Fellowship is fundamental. Think beyond yourself. Think about your family, your children, what will happen to them because they have to understand because the kingdom of God on earth is reflected in the church. That is that piece of heaven on earth, that church, and extension of it, your home. That's how it works. Yes, Pastor I Vijay. We call we'll it a, call it a because so
1: many Other, other questions yeah. will take a while, Pastor. Yeah,
0: that's good. We'll keep it for next week. Yep. <coughs> I don't want to be Elon Musk who will always do something and then ask for a vote on his uh, Twitter. But I want to ask something to our worldwide church for Q&A because you send all the questions. The reason I'm asking you is 31st is a Saturday. And 31st we cannot have Uh, our Q&A because we have a a watch night service so by evening people will be going there, we cannot have it here 10 till 8, 8.30 and then go to church, so we will be in church, probably start by 10 in the night and the next day we do not have Sunday service, instead we're having an extended watch night service, finish with communion Sunday morning and go home so my question to you is do you want us to have the Q&A on Sunday evening First is a Sunday, Sunday evening, only for that Sunday, okay, only for that Sunday. After that we will revert back to Saturday. Mm-hmm. But can we just kind of not finishing the year off, but have the Q&A on first evening? Uh, because first evening would be your Sunday morning for you, up to you. If you, if you so, I'm not taking a vote. you can say yes and send the questions, <laughs> okay, I just wanna because most of the questions come from outside india and uh but I also want uh uh hyderabad g t c. Hyderabad to send questions because sometimes let me tell you as a pastor I know that you come with your issues. Which you don't want to share with anybody else. And as a I understand that as a pastor, I counsel you. But sometimes if you were to send a question which you are going through, it will help others. They don't have to know who it is. They don't even have to know it's from Hyderabad. Mm. Well, there are sometimes you have asked, and nobody has known the question was from GTC Hyderabad. But when you ask that question, what happens is it helps others too. Because you know. We don't just have to cater to GTC Worldwide alone. You are also here. Okay. And it's not that you don't have problems. You all have problems. because <laughs> sometimes I'm telling you from what the feedback we always have got is that Q&A ministers in a very different way, a completely different way, because it's basically life questions. Okay. Other than from hearing for two hours on a message or a one and a half hour message and then q and they can go into the specifics. And you will say, oh, that was what I was struggling with and God answered my questions. I would say, JDC Hyderabad too, you can send questions. Okay, and we will answer. Okay. shall we shall close in prayer. Pastor oh,
1: super. super. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts once again every time that you give to us this opportunity to listen to these specific Issues, O oh Lord, that we all face in different circumstances, but issues, O oh Lord, that we all have to encounter. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom that you have given to us through your servant and through your word. I pray, Father, that Lord, that it will become a part of our life as well, O oh Lord, that we will truly take it to heart, apply these principles in our in our lives, and Lord, when the word of God becomes life, we will encounter your power as well, O oh Lord. To that, and I pray that you would bless. Every meeting of ours, O Lord, and especially this meeting that you've given to us. Thank you once again, Father, for this time. And even as we prepare ourselves, O Lord, for tomorrow, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, continue to minister to us through your Spirit. And continuously, O Lord, give us that, Lord, that readiness in our spirit, O Lord, that we we are coming to the end of time, that, Lord, every opportunity that you give to us, Lord, we will prepare ourselves for your coming. Thank you once again
0: for this time. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We
1: give you glory for in Jesus, not in we prayer.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you all tomorrow at church.